So Pastor Michael, in our sermon prep, we've been talking about why God would allow evil in the world. And we came across this um, this phrase, God would allow, ordain, or permit evil mm-hmm. in the world and in our lives. Mm-hmm. So you get the easiest question yeah. this morning, and that is, why would God permit demonic attacks? Yeah, so when you guys were preaching... Um, were there just like stories in your own personal lives going in the back of your head? Mm-hmm. Allow, ordain, permit. I mean, yeah, I, which yeah. one are God doing? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I want to answer the question. I want to, and, and I want to connect it to some like personal experiences in my life. Um, so when, as pastors, as humans, like we're just yeah. in conflict. I mean, that's not all the time. Don't get me wrong. But like, <laughs> as an Enneagram 9, I know yeah, you yeah, have right, conflict. Right, sure, right, right, time right, with right. conflict. Um, yeah. But uh, we, we are humans, and so we're in conflict. But there are a few mm-hmm. things that when they happen, I pay kind of special attention to. And they don't necessarily mean something is demonic, but the more of these things it has, the more likely it is that it's going to be um, demonically motivated. So number one would be anytime there is an attack, um, against uh, elders. So at the first mm-hmm. Timothy chapter three, the last two qualifications for an elder are about preventing demonic attacks. And the, I, the idea is that there's a posture of the demonic to take down elders. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm struck when I start to see church conflict and I'm like, Oh, someone, someone's going after the elders. There's an elder issue. Either, either it's demonically motivated mm-hmm. or it's going to be used. So either mm-hmm. way, I'm paying attention. Another one is that when there is accusations made, like I pause for a moment um, and scripture is so clear, like accusations, particularly against elders, but again, you know, they need to be validated mm-hmm. on two or three witnesses. Like this mm-hmm. is really, really important, right? Uh, Revelation twelve ten says the accuser of our, of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God. And it's Satan who um, has access to the throne of God. And when he does, one of the things he does is he just accuses and throws mm-hmm. sin out. So when I see accusations, I pull back and I'm like, interesting. Uh, Revelation 13 uh, says the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, his name, his dwelling, that is those who dwell in heaven. And so whenever I, whenever I hear um, gossip and mm-hmm. like slander, I immediately just step back and I go, hmm, okay, like this is either demonically motivated or being going to be very quickly demonically used. And so um, I step back and, and in my own personal life, there have been three major seasons of conflict that I've been in. And what I find, what I found interesting about each one of the seasons is that um, I really believe looking back, you know, things become clear. Like in the moment you're like, what's going on? I don't know why I'm in this thing, but looking back um, it, it became clear to me that they were a test for me. And I want to be really clear um, in every one of the conf- in one of these three major seasons, I was not sinless. Like mm-hmm. I made a multiple errors yeah. and, um, but I also had a, an unusual amount of men and women around me mm-hmm. that knew me, saw me, saw the things. And so that was really helpful for me to like, to have so much validation. So there's like a protective mechanism around me. But it was like the Lord was saying, what are you going to do? And so there's a, a passage in 1 Corinthians 11, 19, that when I came across this, it actually helped me look back and make sense of why I was in these conflicts. And I'm going to get to the demonic part here. So it says, there must be factions among you or divisions. This is Paul talking to the Corinthian church and inside the church, the divisions. Why? In order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what's so interesting is, is that Paul says, yeah, you're having fights. Of course, you're going to have fights in the church because there are some people who are unusually uh, influenced or controlled, and you don't know it, by the demonic realm. Mm-hmm. So like 
of course there's going to be conflicts because how else would you know who are the ones that are genuine and who are the ones that are not? Because if someone's genuine, right? Uh, the Holy Spirit will bring them to a place of humility mm-hmm. in the right context, right? Sometimes people need mediators and that's okay. That's like a marriage. You know yeah. what I mean? Like two people can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You just need a third person to help you like kind of navigate that. But um, the people who are not filled with the Holy Spirit are unrelenting, mm-hmm. right? They're just, they're just unrepentant. Yes. They're just, right. and, and the, the, and the intentional division is like, like mm-hmm. and so it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. I don't know any pastor in the world who has not found themselves eventually just being like, what is happening? Yeah. What is going on? This doesn't make sense. And then you, this is what I look for though. I look for it against pastors. This is my world, right? Mm-hmm. I look for it again. I look for gossip. I look for slander and I look for division. And when I see mm-hmm. those, almost always I step back and say, um, I, I think this is permitted. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I say the word permitted here. I expect that the demonic realm has limitations on how much division it can create in a local church. The reason mm-hmm. I say that is because if they had the freedom to create more division, there would be way more division, yes. right? It strikes me that, again, I don't know what it is. I'm just seeing the implications of it, that there is something about the spiritual realm where God has made many, many things off limits inside the local church mm-hmm. so that when something does break through, it strikes me that permission was needed to be granted. Mm-hmm. And in my sermon, I, I did kind of like an extensive time talking about different times in scripture, Satan had to go to God to get permission to harm his right. people. It was yeah. Job. He requested um, to sift Peter like weeds. Mm-hmm. Actually, Jesus says he demanded it, you know? So a few situations like that in the in the Bible where Satan had to go get permission to go outside of the boundaries of mm-hmm. what he's permitted to do. And so in a church, I step back and I see elders, gossip and slander. Mm-hmm. And then I step back and I see like haughtiness, um, and like nothing just makes sense. You've been in it, you've been yeah. in it, you know, like we've all been in it. We've been in it together. And, and you just, you go, this is either demonically motivated or influenced. And, th- and those are different. It's like demonically motivated. It'd be mm-hmm. like demons set it up and mm-hmm. influence would be the demons exploited it. You mm-hmm. know, either way it's demonic in nature mm-hmm. and Christians can actually participate in that. That's the crazy thing. Like yeah. Christians can act like people yeah, are going to be it happening, with, jump in. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I, I learned through those things that um, that God allows these to expose mm. who is genuine, to expose those who are qualified mm. um, in leadership. Um, and this is my world, so I know like, but I think people can see this in their own personal lives also. Right. You get to see their real character. Right. You get to see what's really motivating them. Yep. You get to see their actual humility. Yep. Uh, and that God allows these things also, I think, to test us. And so going through this, because mine were... Um, each one of them were in the presence of, of multiple people. Mm. Like I couldn't hide anything. Um, I was able to be corrected and encouraged throughout every As step the process of it. went along. Yeah. And so one of my big, like I, I always have a question in the middle of these things and people who've walked with me have probably heard me say this and it's, have I sinned or was I unwise? Those are different by the way. I can mm. be unwise and I take a best course of action yes. on sin. And if I did sin, I need to repent. Right. I need to mm. own it. And so if I know I'm kind of in the middle of this thing, then I'm, I'm always just going to be asking the people around me, have I sinned? I just need you to tell me the mm-hmm. truth. Have I sinned? Mm-hmm. I need to know. Like, Can I tell you how, yeah. how good your answer is? No. You, you, have, <laughs> you have just uh, pretty much capped off 2 Timothy 2. Uh. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking about Paul's, Paul the Apostle has taught Timothy yeah. how to be a pastor. Yeah. yeah. And he wraps up uh, 2 Timothy 2 by saying, 
basically exactly what you said. Listen to this. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness so that God may perhaps grant them repentance, Mm -hmm. leading to a knowledge of the truth, that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil Mm -hmm. after being captured by him to do his will. In other words... Paul is saying to Timothy, there are Christians in your church doing the will of the devil because they're caught in a snare and they don't know it. Yeah, wow. Can you imagine that? And the response, the proper response is, you know, humility, gentleness, as you like, as we walk through this process and as you, you know, walk through your process, you're making your life very transparent to the people around you as you walk through it and, uh, and saying, hey, if you see sin, help me to see that so I can repent quickly. And I think taking that approach makes you more gentle in your approach to the person mm-hmm. who's caught in the snare and yeah. is the likeliest situation where that person will be able to be pulled yeah. out of that snare. Yeah. So I, where I, all the times I have been told that I sinned in those circumstances, mm-hmm. uh, it is because I violated um, mm-hmm. being gentle, gentle yeah. every mm-hmm. single time. Because um, your first response is not gentleness because it's a stupid attack. It doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, what? Huh? Yeah. Like, if you're going to make accusations, accuse me over here. Yeah. You know I, mean? like, I, got a, I got a list I of I got things. a whole list. You know, our <laughs> elders and our friends, we talk about it all the time. Yes. Like, don't do that. Michael's dumb over there. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even see that. So, but like, I, what I've learned about myself, and maybe I shouldn't say this out loud so that I don't give like the devil more armor, but I just assume God's protection to a degree, um, is that I do not like when crazy dumb accusations are thrown against me. It mm. angers me. And I'm like, it, it's funny because it doesn't anger me because of like reputation stuff. Like, I'm, you know, we're pastors, so we're so used to being gossiped about mm. and slandered. It's like, that's just life, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm just used to that. So when somebody meets me and they go, oh, you're the pastor of Village Church. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you're, so you know, I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't even know me. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I'm just used to that. Like, you know, the yeah. Lord will protect us and that's his thing. But like when it's to my face and mm-hmm. it's like some weird thing that isn't even based in reality or it's... um uh, shoot, uh, Allie, what's the word when, um, it's your issue, but you put it on them. Reflection. What is it? Deflection. Transference. Transference. Yes. Oh, Transference. Yes, that was it. Or like transference. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. they're like, it's like you saying to me, you've got a full head of white hair. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, you have a full head of white hair. <laughs> That's right. How dare you deflect, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. <laughs> or transfer, whatever you say. It's, uh, but all of these things. So here's what happened in my, like with me, every, so I've, there's three major ones. And after each one. I made errors always in the gentle, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the category of the gentleness part yeah. of it because they were personal. Yeah. Um, that was one. And then I had to repent of those things. And it's really hard to apologize to an accuser yeah. mm-hmm. who's actually initiating a bunch of things. It's yeah. like apologizing yeah. to the devil. You know, yeah. you're like, yeah. So right. gotta do it. You know, like, mm-hmm. and then what followed those every single time was a significant increase in responsibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have, I was struck, totally struck. I didn't see that until I looked back Mm. and I looked at the trends and with each increase of responsibility was also greater wisdom and discernment. Um, I can spot things now demonically Mm. motivated a mile away, right? Like it's not really a skill that I'm glad I have to be Mm. honest, Mm. but in the world where the evil one hates the, the church and elders, like Mm. now I'm kind of like hyper, I am hyper vigilant, which I probably should be. I'm a pastor of a church. So I should be like hyper vigilant on like where the attack's going to come from. But, um, I think God allowed it for me personally to help me lead better, to love better, to protect our church better, to test me, to expose me. Um, mm. 
uh, even um, yesterday I was in a circumstance um, that had to test this very principle. Mm. And I've been reflecting on whether or not I handled it well or not. Because there is a there is a time to turn over tables. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There yeah. is a time to say enough is enough. <clears throat> yeah. um, and I'm, I'm like reflecting in my brain whether or not I crossed yeah. that line. But yeah. you helped me because I don't know why. I've read the first Timothy three a thousand times, never connected it to that principle of first Timothy mm. two. Now I'm like, I'm gonna go back and rethink some of my my training on that. So that was that was cool. I'm like reflecting now as you said that my brain went to. Yeah, yeah it's uh, we don't know where the attacks come from, but we know they're coming. Yep. And uh, so don't walk as unwise, but as wise. Yeah. That's well, good. crazy thing, I have the ability to become that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Paul's awareness yeah. that just because he these are church people. These are church people. Yeah. Just because he's in a good place now doesn't mean he'll be in a good place later. Right. Mm-hmm. And that idea of like of of just not expecting your future you is going to be great because today you is great. Mm-hmm. That's just so like being on guard for ourselves yeah. is, is huge. Thank you yeah. guys. Those. Yeah. yeah. Don't walk as unwise, but wise because the days are evil. And I, I love that. Yeah. That's good.